Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, and as always, thank you for joining us. We truly appreciate it. We truly love bringing these stories of musicians, artists, entertainers out and into your ears. As always, if you know anyone that would be a good fit for the show, that you would like to hear their story, get their story out, or if you yourself you know, have a story to tell when you do stuff in the arts and creative fields, hit me up, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. However, if you're listening, you can find me. So with that out of the way, let's get into the the, 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 tongue tied. Matt, there you go. Edit that out. That out of the way. Let's get into into today's episode. Matt, don't edit that out. Neither of them. We're keeping the fucking tongue tied in there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all because you said we were warming up our tongues chatting before. Today, we're joined by KK Reaper, who totally jinxed me before the episode started. (laughs) (laughs) So We were having a good talk and we didn't hit record and it was warming up the tongues and all that. And of course, the moment I hit record, my tongue's fumbling. (laughs) <laughs> as as with any time that the record button is hit in any situation <laughs> but this week we're joined by kk reaper how's it going hello thank you for having me oh, of course anytime it's <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that happened on the, the when we hit record because it just it made it that much funnier that it was right away <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so KK Reaper is a musician, entertainer, performer, uh, has a um, horror movie review, and I I didn't ask you, is it a podcast or just like a channel, or I want to make sure I use it. Sort of YouTube channel, like a newscast, I guess would be the best way to, horror newscast. (laughs) Horror newscast, and just does some awesome shit and has a lot in the pipeline, so definitely wanted to get them on and just talk about everything and especially since i heard the new single i think before anyone else i don't know if you released it yet but if you're listening yeah that that will be uh uh february 24th all right so if you're listening to this pod stick around for the end because there's a treat for you but anyway let's get into your story let's talk about everything let's get your tongue going so you could get tongue tied <laughs> <laughs> i doubt you will though but oh i promise you that that will happen repeatedly <laughs> uh, if it happens we don't give a shit here so right. it's okay so what um what got you into music and like your uh like your type of performing stuff because you're very theatrical and that's what i love about like what you do so yeah, the um I I guess like as far as music is concerned on its own, uh my grandmother taught me piano when I was very young and uh I was always surrounded by music. My whole family is uh made up of musicians in some way shape or form. And so I've always kind of been into just that that atmosphere, you know, watching a lot of different musicians that my parents showed me uh you know zeppelin pink floyd um a lot of 70s 80s rock uh motley crew def leppard and seeing some of the behind the scenes and seeing how you know the the rock star lifestyle and all that and uh i always wanted to be i always wanted to be a part of that even if it was film or music or something in the entertainment industry i love entertaining people and i love 
that sort of freedom to just be able to create and that be my profession. Um, as far as the theatrics went, as I got a little bit older, um, probably around middle school was when I started to get into uh, Marilyn Manson, rest in peace, uh, <laughs> of <all> the accusations. <laughs> um, I love the rest in peace. <laughs> it, it, it didn't hit me at first. I'm like, wait, why rest in peace? Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> I know. It's, it's one of those, like, you know, obviously, there there's so much that has come out on that that it's kind of tarnished the whole thing for me, like, in any way, shape, or form. But, oh, yeah. like, of course, you know, they, I think the court hearings are happening currently, and it's obviously a long process because, you know, when you're a celebrity, it's a little bit more skewed as far as uh, judge and jury go. But um, even with that, it's like, I... I would love to think that it's false accusations. I just can't believe that many people would be able to lie cumulatively like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But nevertheless, you know, I, <laughs> when, when I first was introduced to it, uh, that was uh, middle school era. You know, I can appreciate the art of it, you know, oh, before, yeah. before the artist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Marilyn Manson, uh, Funny enough, like Lady Gaga on the opposite side of the spectrum, but like I am a huge Lady Gaga fanatic. Um, I think she's brilliant as far as like the creativity behind what she does and how she sort of has a reason behind everything that she does. It's not like anything is done for just for for no reason. Um, and yeah, so I, I started getting very involved with that and i was always a little bit eccentric and a little bit off <laughs> and <laughs> anyone that had uh that i went to school with can probably tell you that um and so originally kk reaper as as a uh, foundation was supposed to be like just my escape character like he was something that i did because that's how i expressed myself when I was out of school, when I was out of, you know, uh, my, my parents, eye line of line of view, <laughs> um, you know, and eventually like they, they came to terms with some of the stuff that I was doing, you know, they, uh, they helped a little bit with, uh, the filmmaking process. And so we started doing, my friends and I started doing a show called cemetery stories. That was sort of like a tales from the crypt esque thing where KK Reaper and his like horror buddies would introduce the show with like some wacky antic and then it was a short horror film that me and my friends filmed and then we would close out the show hmm. um so yeah so we kind of you know throughout the years like obviously not everyone was into it the way i was but the kk reaper thing kind of stuck and so anything that i did after the fact like that was the stage name um and then you come forward towards like I want to say junior year of high school when I started doing like the talent shows and stuff um, and playing the piano and kind of singing and like a little bit of guitar. I wasn't like piano was obviously my main thing. I wasn't very well-rounded in the other stuff, but I knew that that was the direction that I wanted to head musically as I started to uh, still be interested in film, but I kind of took a step back from it to pursue the music thing. Uh, and then between junior and senior year of high school, I saw Alice Cooper 
and I was starting to listen to his music and I'd watch his live shows. And I was like, this is absolutely phenomenal. I love the horror element in the music, in the theatrics. And this is what I want to make my life about. <laughs> so um, that was the first time that I performed as a live band was senior year of high school. I was it was my school's coffee house. It was like an after school activity thing. Uh, done in the cafeteria and we did a five song set that was an Alice Cooper tribute show uh, complete with me getting my head cut off on stage uh, stuffed animal snake that I threw into the audience <laughs> um, my uh, a couple of my friends put me in a straight jacket like the, the whole nine. Oh my um, god <laughs> head cut and off and everything holy shit <laughs> it, it was so funny there was actually so uh you know obviously like some of my family came out to support and at the time my cousins two uh two kids who were like they you know much younger now like they're a little older now obviously but um they were like kids at the time and when i got my head chopped off one of them actually turned to my cousin and was like is he okay? <laughs> like they, they genuinely believed that that was like the real deal. So, but, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely like the crowning achievement coming out of high school was like, I got my head chopped off in school. Like, how, how can you beat that? <laughs> you really can't. Cause I'm thinking back to my school talent shows and there was never any shit like that. <laughs> right, I'm, a, right. I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to witness this. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's actually footage of it still on YouTube. Uh, believe it or not. Um, that was like the, the, the crowning achievements that night were, uh, well, the show itself, because we put it together in like three days, like three sessions of practicing, I was like flabbergasted at the fact that the the rest of my band at the time was able to like pull that off. Um, but uh, the whole. Um, oh, sorry. What the hell was I saying? Oh, you're good. <laughs> See, I told you it was going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't mess it up twice like I did. <laughs> uh, you were saying about like the uh, the show, the crowning achievements of the uh, the show. Oh yeah, 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 right. So yeah, the the head getting chopped off for Ballad of Dwight Fry was was a lot of fun. Um, I wish I still had the mannequin head. I'm pretty sure I gave it to somebody, but it, you know, we painted it. We took a wig. We uh, at the time I had the side of my head shaved. So we kind of like shaved the wig and stapled it to the mannequin head. Um, and uh, the other thing being when we did schools out, we actually started a little bit of like a small mosh pit ensued. Oh, my and, God. And the principal actually had to break it up. And I was like, this is so appropriate for schools out. Like, this is so good. Um, but yeah, so, you know, ever since then, that's pretty much, you know, that that was the first iteration, actually, of KK Reaper and the Carnage of Chaos. And then, you know, fast forward to now, you have, uh, you know, we worked, I worked with several different people throughout Carnage of Chaos. We made the Admit One album. Carnies broke up. We have, you know, the New Era album right at the beginning of the pandemic when we started recording that, uh, the first, you know, the debut solo album, and then brings us up to pentagon approved now and frightful eve now and all that stuff <laughs> sweet well before we dive into that there's one more element in this mixing pot a kk reaper want to touch on just a little bit before mm -hmm. we go into the now is you know I've talked about 
you're starting the music, you know, the influences of seeing Alice Cooper and all that. And you were saying how you were a big horror fan, your friends and everything. You did horror stuff. What got you into horror that kind of threw that onto this mix? So the the funny story of that is that up until I was about third, well, even around thirteen years old, probably still, um, I was afraid of my own shadow. <laughs> like you, you could not get me through a haunted house. You could not get me to watch a horror movie. Um, you know, I, like something like the the house would creak and I would jump out of my skin. Like I I was really like a scaredy cat, and. One day I was at my father's house and I sat down. We were watching. Well, actually, he had it. He had it uh, DVR'd. Uh, it was Friday the 13th, part three. And I don't know what compelled me to like watch it on my own that morning. It was like, you know, like instead of like Sunday morning cartoons, it was Sunday morning slasher. And <laughs> I was sitting I was sitting there with my bowl, of cere- my bowl of Cheerios. And I was watching this and I was like this is freaking gold. Like I was like, this is, this is not like, it's scary in the sense that Jason is like a a scary character, but it's not like, so over the top. It's not like, uh, making me feel uncomfortable or anything like that. Like, I think it's very entertaining to watch Jason just go on this insane, unrealistic killing spree of these teenagers. (laughs) Um, for for the simple fact that like you you just can't trespass on crystal lake like that's basically yeah. he's he's just like a very serious groundskeeper uh, <laughs> and so uh you know from there i just sort of started branching into things i got into things like uh and again this is like where people will tell you like they really thought that there was something severely wrong with me in throughout middle school it was like i would watch horror movies and then i got into i think I watched the original Texas Chainsaw and I realized that it was based on a true story. So I researched the true story and I learned all about Ed Gein. And so I would literally go around school in my, you know, like all black outfit. I had like the, the fringe haircut, like over the one eye. Yeah. I'd just be like, Hey, you guys ever hear about Ed Gein? Like, (laughs) you know, and people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So but, you know, like from from the outside looking at like, especially now I look at that stuff and I'm like, people, I, I, I understand why people were uncomfortable and thought I was crazy. But like for me, I was so fascinated by that from the psychological perspective. And I was so fascinated by uh, the the horror genre and all these different things and like what makes things scary. And, you know, um, it was just it was more of like a like i don't know how to explain that like it's it's just like it it became such a such a obsession for me not because i was crazy like not because i wanted to reenact these things but like (laughs) because i i uh i was fascinated i was fascinated with psychology always yeah um and then as far as the horror genre went i was just fascinated with practical effects and uh you know, especially now that I'm older and I have the words to put to what I was feeling back then, it's really just like the B horror is what drew me in because I like classic scares and I like things that make you feel like 
like you can leave the movie theater and you got a couple of good screams in, but you had a good time doing it, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that one of the reasons too, that like you'll hear me say in, in frightful Eve, when I talk with Luna that, um, hereditary was, I don't know if you saw hereditary. I haven't yet. It's on the list. It's okay, been on yeah. the list. It's definitely, it's a, it's a great movie, but for me personally, like I, I can respect it in the horror genre. I can respect the fact that it makes people skin crawl and it's very uncomfortable. There's elements of that movie that are so real that it it takes me out of it. Like yeah. it, it does it doesn't give me that like suspension of disbelief. And that's something that even with my own show and with the elements of what I do, I always try to have this sort of I want you to come in and I want you to be part of my world for an hour and a half. And when you leave through that door, then you can go back to reality. I don't want to bring reality to you because we already have enough of that. Exactly. You know, so that's why, like, even with um, like uh, political Bukaki, I don't know if you know, like from the, the first album that I did, um, you know, like even stuff like that, we, we try not to be so one direction on things because like obviously like we we talk about it and we we make jokes about it and stuff like that people being stupid and in politics and whatever it is and we do talk about some real life things but we don't want to take people so far out of it that they're like well i could just get this from the news yeah you know uh, um but yeah so that's you know like uh with the with the horror stuff friday the 13th onward i like you know and 80s slashers anything super cheesy and gory and b-rate like that that is that's gold to me <laughs> same here the the, the b horror is nothing nothing beats it for me i i love a good like messed up messed up horror movie but i i could put on a b horror movie any day of the week and just hang out and watch it anytime anywhere <laughs> That's like I that's exactly it. I like I go into like stuff like uh, hereditary devil's rejects and like stuff like that with the mindset of like I'm reviewing this as as a moviegoer as like, a, you know, somebody who does the, the horror movie review stuff and I can appreciate it on that level. I could put on like Return of the Living Dead while I'm going to sleep. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that I think that's the the difference between the, the two uh, sub genres. Oh yeah, and you saying Texas Ch Texas Chainsaw the original, my favorite movie ever. I always say if uh, someone never saw a horror movie before and said, "What is horror? Show me the epitome of a horror movie," right. I would show them that original Texas Chainsaw. And that that one's actually like not for nothing. Even though like it's it's in my top five. Like uh, as far as franchises go, it's always like Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw scream and um uh da, 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 halloween that's yeah. always that's been my top five since i've fell in love with horror um texas chainsaw the original is so horrific mm -hmm. and like the uh, just on the on the on the fact that the people that were on that set were tormented in real life. <laughs> oh yeah, because that set was absolutely bonkers. Yes, um, and Sally. Uh, Sally really had her finger cut, and uh, yeah, uh, was a John Dugan who played Grandpa really sucked her blood. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's and, nuts. 
the um uh, when she when when she um jumps out the window she actually hurts her ankle that's why she's limping at the end of the the movie yeah um the the overwhelming heat of where they were filming in the house and the house itself was like uh terrible in and of itself the props that they used i i'm pretty sure i remember hearing that the any animals that you see on set were actual like cadaver animals that they somebody was like a vet or something and they oh, yeah. tr they tried to inject them with some like like basically embalming fluid to like preserve them through this set uh one of those prop designers stabbed themselves in the leg with the embalming fluid so because it went through the animal's leg into theirs and they had to be you know had to go to the hospital and then when it didn't ultimately didn't work through all the heat now you've got a bunch of these carcasses fermenting and rotting in this heat people were like throwing up on set and like you know i can only imagine what kind of a shit show that must have been to to go through oh yeah uh it, but sorry go ahead i was just gonna say and uh the, my favorite story it's uh i've read uh chainsaw confidential gunner hansen's book um the scene where he saws through the door obviously it's a real blade <laughs> the day they filmed that someone brought pot brownies on set <laughs> and he was baked as shit and oh no they would bring the remaining food like along with them like from like where they would meet in the beginning and all that whatever so like he was like messed up all day and i, I remember a part in the book he said he was just sitting there on the swing outside the house and i uh was it Marilyn Burns? I think played Sally. She just like sits next to him. And she's just like, "Hey, are you all right?" <laughs> <laughs> These in full characters, so and like you know, the reveals happened because like the reveals were all real too. They kept them away from the actors and actresses. And, right, uh, right. So like she's just sitting there consoling them. I'm like, to be a fly on the wall of that set, like, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish there was more behind the scenes footage than there is because I, I can only imagine. I'm, I'm sure that they had to probably try and cut some things for the sake of uh, saving face, you know? Oh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that's that's one of those things that's like it's it's different from all the other franchises that I listed because it's really not like it's it's that's more real. You know, again, based on a true story, loosely at least. But, um, and I think the thing that sets that apart from the other, like other slashers, is that there's no soundtrack. It's all kind of real deal horror in the sense that these people went through hell on that set, and you really feel like you're just watching a snuff film yeah. the entire time this thing is going down. Um. And so I don't know, like that, that is one of those ones that I will say, like, despite the fact that I'm not a huge fan of like realistic horror in that way, I love that movie. And it, again, it's still part of my top five. I think just because like he is Leatherface is still a slasher um, just in this universe that is like, it's very real. It's very backwoods, just country folk being weird ass people. <laughs> and uh you know, it could happen to you. I mean, in the in the same way too. That scream is, you know, another aspect of that. Even though it's that, you know, it's like satirical on its on on the genre. But, uh, yeah, you know, like that. There's still that element of like, well, this this could happen. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's, <laughs> that's kind of scary <laughs> oh yeah Te- texas chainsaw is definitely like the i feel like the most real because it's like when Leatherface saws his leg and ha- like saws his leg, like you hear the scream and all that. And like he gets up, he's walking with a limp, but he's still going. And it's like I think about how many times like I've hurt myself, but adrenaline took over. So yes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's plausible. Like Well, it- that's the I the you know, the scary thing about him too. Well, I mean, with all all of those slashers, but specifically him, uh, is the fact that he is a human being with an incredible amount of strength and and stamina to be able to just do that oh you yeah. know he t- he takes a person by the waist and puts them on a meat hook it's like oh okay yeah <laughs> like it's i i love that movie because it's so simple like as you said like no soundtrack the second half of the movie is just all screaming like aside yeah. from like uh the hitchhiker and uh like the old man like talking back and forth and then uh it's just like it's such a like once you get to that second half it's just like a marathon yeah and by the time it ends like i I got to show uh my buddy matt who edits the pod i got to show it to him for the first time like there's so many movies he hasn't seen that i never knew about like good burger i had to sit him down and we watched good burger (laughs) but the one night we double featured empire records and texas chainsaw mask <laughs> nice <laughs> and he just he's at the end of it he just started clapping he, could, right. like, he loved it i'm like i always say i'm like that's it's just the epitome of a horror movie and it's ah. see this is what i mean by tangents are okay on <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i i if you i mean as you know i the the frightful eve show is this so i mean <laughs> you you know i i'll i'll, I'll do this for hours <laughs> oh yeah well we'll we'll touch a little more during frightful eve because I, I have another topic i gotta i gotta talk to you about and also i gotta check out frightful eve because of it but with that background in horror mixed into the pot now got the start in music the influences that and let's talk about the current projects you're doing with pentagon approved and everything and kk reaper and let's dive more into kk reaper so, so oh go uh, ahead oh no okay go ahead yeah no. <laughs> i was i was gonna say you know different incarnations and stuff like different you know stage wear and all that and uh i know we talked uh on your status you have a new look that you were talking about i said so sadly this is audio only so you can't show it off but we'll post pictures um you want to dive into a little bit what went into the, the look of kk reaper and all that yeah so um the the iterations of of kk reaper throughout the years has sort of just been like a it's it's only something that i only i realized i could use in in this uh universe in like the last two ish years two three years since pretty much since we started a new era because like basically we knew we knew from day one of tracking a new era that we wanted to take the character in a direction that was going to uh basically we where we can have a storyline that will be able to be continued through the album cycles um so it was that was something that we had dabbled with with carnies of chaos when we wrote the admit one album uh obviously after the band broke up it never came through fruition so 
it's something that I still enjoyed as a concept. And so I wanted to continue to run with the fact that KK Reaper is going to have a story rather than it just be an out al- like albums with just regular songs. Yeah. Um, and that he can go from like a new era where you have like basically like what I what I call I, I do um an album sandwich is is basically <laughs> what the concept is is like open up the the story of the album and the story of where where we left off go into a couple of songs that are just like song songs they could be played on the radio if you know if it ever got to that any sort of situation like that um and then end the album on a cliffhanger that will lead into the second album um and then so on and so forth eventually i mean i'm assuming we'll run out of material i'm i'm guessing i don't know when that will happen i guess we'll see but (laughs) um yeah so you know the the concept as it stands now like i i realize now looking back at my career with this is that i've been doing the character for over a decade and we are now on the seventh not of not seventh kk but seventh version of kk um so what i mean by that is that now that we have an established um character database of different versions of him I've decided to kind of go in the direction of making it like a multiverse where each KK is from a different universe. All right. Um, so in the storyline lore, it kind of ties into the fact that like, um, you know, there, there I mean, there, there's so much to unpack and I, I hope that at some point, some fan will go to the depths to find all the details uh, cause I haven't found them myself, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we created, um, a storyline that sort of underlying bridges the characters from admit one and the carnies chaos into the new stuff without going like too much into, it, it's not like a, it's not like a direct sequel pretty much. Um, yeah. But there are there are certain things that kind of transferred over. We do like make certain a little like homages to um, the Carnies of Chaos and um, putting in like even even in the music video that's coming up for Pentagon Approved, there are certain scenes where like uh, in the background, you'll see like a little bit of the ripped uh, cover of the Admit One album, like, you know, or like um, a piece of the circus tent that was left behind after KK and the Carnies like took off you know uh into whatever dimension they they went to after the events of admit one and all that stuff um so basically with with this one now uh in in a new era you have we we set it up where kk's in space this version of kk the solo solo band version of kk (laughs) um is uh he the the whole idea is that the reapers go from planet to planet from universe to universe to try and help them to sort of see certain errors in their way to try and save their planet and almost always through either the fault of the people or through the fault of the kk not being very good at relaying those messages uh the planet ensues its own demise um so 
that's the that's the job of of each reaper and so they like if if the job is failed they just take off to the next dimension next planet wherever um in this story that we're currently in kk gets stuck in orbit uh his engines fail and he's stuck there for like three months um just floating around space pretty much um or rather i'm sorry he he's flo he's floating looking for an inhabitable planet and then it's been three months and then all of a sudden his engines give and he's like well shit now i'm stuck <laughs> um <laughs> so the entire album like the the sandwich of it like the songs in between the album are his transmissions that he's seeing as he's traveling through space he's getting it from different satellites different locations whatever um uh so the ones that he gets in the album are from earth from our earth um and he's seeing these transmissions and he's imagining himself like if you watch the mistress of the freaks music video he's looking and he's like yeah you know, all of a sudden it pops up as like transmission number six and then it goes into the music video and this version of kk is still in the video it's him sort of imagining himself in these uh scenarios all and right. like you know kind of um imagining what it would be like to experience these things so when his ship gives out he's like i really wish that i could have experienced this it looks like i'm just going to die out here in the void of space and this is the end of my story um and then the latter half of the album is like gravitational pull where he gets pulled into earth's orbit crashes uh wasteland we establish that he's still alive when he's like feels like home and then you know walks off and you get uh songs like channel two where there's a boy singing to KK being, you know, he does like the trend he's doing data entries and he's like, I've been trying to reach KK for two years and I I've still have no success. And all of a sudden his transmissions come over the thing and KK is like, my ship is stuck in orbit. You can't hear, you know, can't hear Tommy trying to be like, uh, KK, that's you. Like, are, are you okay? Blah, blah. And, um, so the ship crash lands and then you hear, uh, uh, in the song, big bother, you have, uh one of these other characters come in with a whole bunch of what you assume to be soldiers and they're like what is this sir and he's like a reaper pod you know how long how can we, how could it have taken this long for us to notice um and the character singing is this general of what we've now deemed space force special ops and those guys are basically on the hunt for kk after the events of what Carnies of Chaos KK did to their planet. So I yeah, I know there's a lot to unpack. I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here the whole time and I'm just like, you know, I knew it was a character. I myself, I do, you know, I have a character with my music and all that. And I branch off in different ways and all that. And, you know, there's subtle things here and there. I do, but I'm sitting there listening, going, holy fuck i did not look into kk enough before this because it, it did happen really randomly this interview like right <laughs> and everything and i'm sitting here and i'm just like holy shit <laughs> this is phenomenal and i cannot wait to finish this episode and start diving into everything with it because it's like you know you, you got so many bands that you know they're bands they play music and they're great but then you have the theatrical bands 
adapted and they're great. Mm-hmm. But the stories with it and hearing this, I'm just like, I need to fucking, I need to check all of this because right. <laughs> I am so intrigued now. And I'm just sitting there just listening, soaking it all in. Right. So I, 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 I need to check it out more because I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It is, a, it is a lot, it is a lot of info and anyone right. listening who might not know like who you are, what you do and everything. I'm sure it's hitting them, but I hope it's hitting the same way it's hit me. Cause I'm so intrigued. Right. <laughs> it's, it is, it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And that's, you know, like the, the, it's always been, um, we, we, we've had a couple of different people say like a, a lot of different things about like where we draw our influences from. And like the one that always stuck with me the most was it's as if Alice Cooper wrote the Rocky horror picture show. And to right. me, it was like, I well, for one, that's the biggest compliment I could ever get in my yeah. lifetime. Um, but but it's you know, it's because we're drawing so many influences from sci fi, horror, uh, musicals, uh, just music in general, like all these different elements just taught mishmash together. And like that's basically, you know, at the end of the day, I the reason that I appreciate all the people that work with me throughout all of this is because. I'm giving them a like a clear open door to what my brain looks like 24 <laughs> seven. And they're just walking in like, as if it's not a, a war zone in there. Like they, they walk in like, like, okay, we're, we'll be part of this. This is cool. And I'm like, well, thank you guys. You're insane, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you want to work? All right. <laughs> yeah. No, every, I like, I, you know, sometimes, especially even just recently with the, with the Pentagon approved stuff and we're working on the music video and this is probably the most that I've had to explain the storyline since we started working on a new era because you know, when we, like I said, when we wrote A New Era, it was like the character of Tommy in Channel 2 was just the boy. So it was just someone voicing this character. There wasn't, a, like, other than the fact that it was established a little bit from Carney's era, there wasn't really anything else. All right. Oh, my God. I, I'm, uh, I'm not established at all. Yeah, I'm going to need you to send me, like, a roadmap of where to start with everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> and I'm just, this week is going to be just listening and watching and because it's the thing is it's like while writing the music and everything you're having this full story develop in this character and it's right literally a musical movie mixed in with just you know a band and performing and it's yeah now well that's that again like 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 i said with the with the sandwich method of the how we run the albums is like we we wanted it to still be a band and we wanted to still be able to do live shows where people could enjoy the music without having to dive in because you can't ask everyone to digest all of what i laid out here um especially because it's it's making people go as far back as like the very beginning of the history of what i've been doing which is again over the span of a decade so unless you were like a diehard fan nobody's gonna care you know like (laughs) i i mean that in the nicest way like obviously like i sit here sometimes and i'm editing all these things and uh that's it i'll i'll send it to you actually uh if you're interested oh yeah um the with pentagon approved we're releasing a limited number of um usb like uh like thumb drives and right. on the th- on the thumb drive, it's a folder uh, with 
the the same outcast transmission that is on my youtube channel currently but it's an extended cut so there's a little bit more details in it that i left out from the youtube cut because uh, again without the context you'll not understand the extended cut yeah um so it's the extended cut it's the journal of Carney's a chaos kk reaper from when he starts to the events that happen in the emit one album so it's like a short storybook um and then tommy's tapes which is where his character was in the grand scheme of the, because he's another character he's a transfer character from carney's so his tapes are basically his like journal entries he records on like a cassette recorder uh which i actually bought from goodwill and we've been transferring the files through that and stuff just for you know uh there you go you, nice it's still got the goodwill tag on it <laughs> <laughs> awesome things are the best <laughs> right but yeah so um the tommy tapes uh go through his history with carnies leading up to where he is now in channel two trying to contact kk and get him back to to earth to help out with this whole situation they're in um and just a couple other little goodies in there and stuff but yeah like that's basically the the reason that this is like the most i've had to explain the storyline to people is because like my own band doesn't know what the hell i'm doing half the time <laughs> so <laughs> i had to be like guys i'm gonna lay this out and it's going to be really long and you might hate me for explaining this in such great detail. But the only way that you're going to understand the future albums is if I lay this out now. <laughs> <laughs> it's see, I think I love it so much because you're talking to someone who in 2007 and then it came out in the beginning of 2008. I was one of those ones on the computer nonstop trying to figure out what the fuck Cloverfield was. With the, all the websites and stuff and diving into these hidden like uh, like AR campaigns and stuff like. Right, right. <laughs> and I just I I ate it up. And that's why like when it played in the 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm like, oh, my God, like, oh, he's the one that with this and that. And he worked for uh like Tagruto and stuff. Oh, my God. And people are like, dude, they didn't say any of that in the movie. What the fuck are you talking right, about? How are you drawing like, these conclusions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's on the internet. So it's like, right. I think that's why I love it so much is because it's like when the time is put into all that other stuff, it's just like, it's it's like the chef's kiss of art. It's bringing right. all of these different elements together. So I'm, I, I'm so intrigued to check out all this stuff. And thanks. I, I hope... You know that that too, and I'll, I'll just say this real quick as well, just because on the on the on the level of uh, art, like as you're saying, um, the other aspect of of the reason that we we went this direction was because of like what you were saying earlier. With you have bands putting out music, and it's great music. You have bands that are theatrical, and it's great theatrics. But the thing that has to make you stick is the fact that you have to stand out from all of those yeah you have you have to be the the person to to put in that extra effort with like you know the stuff that we're doing um in order to build some sort of hype outside of like hey i have a song on spotify like it can't just be that anymore unfortunately like, and i mean it's not to say that it's not great whatever anyone's putting out but the market has become so sat like oversaturated um 
that if you're not putting in 200% to be the person that people see before all these other artists, then you're getting lost in the wave. Oh, yeah. You know? So that that's also another reason that like we we try to do it as digestible as possible, where we have, like I said, like the songs that are just songs for people that are not as invested. And then this whole entire back lore, one, because I'm just an insane person and I have to get my thoughts out on paper, but also because, it, you know, it gives people like you said, like the uh, ARGs and like stuff like that, like going through the Internet, trying to find things and pull things and mix it together. People eat that up at the oh, end yeah. of the day if, they, if they're invested enough they will continue to do that they'll put out their own fan theories and like you just run with that you know yeah it's like it, it's you don't even have to dive like too crazy into stuff because you look at a band like uh like i love ghost and like mm. with all the videos they put online with like papa and maritas like in betweens and stuff and like then all of a they, sudden you see... they're great with that sort of stuff oh, yeah. like as far as uh knowing how to how to market themselves in that way that that stuff is gold <laughs> yeah and it's like then all of a sudden you have like the end of a run with a tour or something and all of a sudden you have papa dying on stage and then right. you have people crowding around them and quick costume change and all of a sudden it's this new papa emerges and it's like it breaks the internet because yeah, it's like yeah. holy shit it, it, it's like an actual death like, right, right yeah <laughs> and it's and with them it's like you know with their stuff it's not even like too cryptic or anything but yeah. it's like you know it's once you get with the crypticness of it though it's like now you have all this stuff that people get in like put me like i don't know like the the stories and stuff with like carnies of chaos and everything so now I'm sitting there and I'm like, where's the graphic novel where I can read all of this? Because right. <laughs> catch me up to like when you were explaining it. That's why I thought I'm like, they need a fucking comic book. <laughs> that would be fantastic. If, if if anyone that like we we try to put out as much as we can in terms of like what we like, I, I I'm friends with a lot of different artists and I love what they do. And I, I try to uh compensate them as best i can for their work but obviously i still have my day job i still have bills to pay on top of all of this and when the art does not gross the amount that it used to like if, if i was selling cds i'd be set like if, if we were still in the era that cds were like reasonable to to purchase yeah we'd be yeah we'd be golden um because again in the in the way that the market's changed and you know you get like all these streaming services paying you 0. 0.0003 cents per stream it's like it's not funding itself and so i can't always like i i'll make art to the best of my abilities but i can't always do it in the way that i had envisioned because of budgetary you know budget oh yeah um so you know like if if we ever get people that are you know, kind enough and supportive enough and really enjoy what we do to the point that they either, uh, you know, donate to the band to to help fund these things or if they uh, donate their their time to to do artistry and to do things like, you know, we've we've had a case like a couple of cases of like fan art for Frightful Eve and for the band and stuff. And like it's that that is such like a humbling feeling to know that somebody cared that much to 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 do that you know to use their own talents to to project that yeah um and so you know if if 
down the road somebody comes forward and they're like i want to do a comic book for you guys and and like do the illustrations and stuff even if it's like a short run you know like if it's if yeah. it's a couple of pages that's phenomenal like i i will kiss the ground you walk on <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it like a uh like the uh masters of the universe comics that came with the figures it was like well maybe four pages or something but each like figure out a different one so like if it came with an album or something like i don't know now you got my gears turning of shit that like i want to think of for you because it's like (laughs) marketing uh, and and, you know a lot of people uh naysay as like an artist the 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 marketing aspect of it but it's a lot of fun when you actually like sit down and you kind of work on like if you're if your art is coexisting with your marketing strategy then it's just basically doing more of your art you know just because i turned it into merch and and i'm selling it you know like it doesn't make it any less of the the process you know yeah exactly so i i respect the hell out i love it (laughs) so all right so you you're working on pentagon approved uh full-length album so the Pentagon approved is actually the first single from uh let me let me see if I get this correct because the the new album has a long name. Um, right. <laughs> uh hang on one sec. Oh, here we go. The first thing I pulled up. Um so the second album carrying off of a new normal is called sorry, <laughs> of a new era is called The New Normal in parentheses a retrospective on the seemingly infinite cycle. Um, and so Pentagon approved is, uh, actually in reference to the UFOs that were discovered by our government, uh, that the Pentagon, you know, when they found, when they had the footage, they released the footage and they said, um, this is, this is something we don't know about. Um, I just want to stop you right there. They refer to as aerial anomalies. Oh, because yeah. you know you don't want to panic people to be like, "Hey, UFOs actually fucking exist." UFOs are okay. real. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know exactly the time frame you're talking because I was like, "Oh, aerial anomalies." That's a cute way to say UFO and not stir people up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly. I I remember the first time that I heard that, and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I was like, "We we should be you know well aware of what's going on. Don't 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 try to disguise it now." Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, when, uh, when that story broke, I think we were already pretty much at the end. I think a new era had just been released and I was like, what a perfect time frame for this to unfold where KK crashes in a new era. And then this report of these UFO sightings come out from the Pentagon and the Pentagon itself says, we don't know what these are, you know? So Essentially, what I did with Pentagon approved was I said those you supposed UFOs that they caught on camera was the Reaper pod, and it wasn't that it was flying, it was crashing. All right. So yeah, so what we're doing with uh you know Pentagon approved in the music video, we're establishing uh that we're establishing the boy from channel two is Tommy. He's the leader of the outcasts or temporary leader. Um General Maxwell is the voice of the the guy singing on Big Bother, um, and he's part of the Space Force Special Ops that the you know they find the crash site and they're like we gotta find him uh, we gotta find KK and we gotta bring him in and 
possibly kill him. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that's another reason, too, that we we brought the, the Space Force into this because it was one of those things that, like, Elon Musk announced it and was talking about this whole, like, you know, the, the military spectrum of, like, the, the Space Force. And by that point, Steve Carell had already made that show that was satire on it. And I was like, well, we can make satire on it, too, then. So you know, I was like, <laughs> it seems like a ridiculous enough notion that it, it could just be satirical. Um <laughs> And so, like, we made the special ops as, like, this ragtag militia that the government hired to make sure that anything alien, like, gets basically, like, men in black, but with with a more serious overtone of, like, they kill the aliens. Like, they, they're not allowed on our grounds. Um... So the rest of the the rest of the albums, now that it, you know, it went on for so long and the the album production has gone on for so long, the relevance of some of the songs has kind of fallen out because it's it's no longer like that. That's the whole thing is like you never after the new normal happened after COVID happened and all this shit went, you know, hit the hit the fan. It's not like we ever really left the new normal, despite the fact that COVID is no longer as much of a threat as it was, and despite the fact that certain social tides have changed. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be that panic, that end-of-the-world sign, you know, the, the guy in the middle of the town square saying we're all doomed. Like, ever since that's been a global issue... Now it's continually something else that's like globally accepted as the end of the world. Um, and so this album, the reason that we went with the color scheme that we went with and the new iteration of KK Reaper was in storyline lore. It's basically that KK, when he crash lands to earth, gets COVID like almost immediately. <laughs> um, and so because his body chemistry is so different from humans, he is like color changes um so eventually he will change back because i'm like as much as i do like this new reaper i like what we did with the new era kk yeah um but the the color schematics and like the the way that we had it laid out in terms of symbolism was that we took a lot from um the four horsemen of the apocalypse and the color scheme of like hospitals and um what it looks like, you know, basically after like nuclear fallout, like just this ashy greens, great, like the, the pale horse and um, all that stuff. So we went with all white with red overtones because it was blood. It was when the skies were burning red because of the insane fires we had over the last two years uh, because of climate change and, you know, other miscellaneous, whatever the hell went down. Um, <laughs> and um, like I said, like hospitals uh, being hooked up to ventilators, like we're using a lot of this imagery going forward with the new normal because it's tying all of that into what's basically like a time capsule of what's happened in the last three years and also the fact that history is doomed to repeat itself and it seems like even though we're out of the it basically out of the frying pan into the oven yeah. with the you know with the whole situation as far as covid might not be as big an issue now but there's bound to be something else you know and it's it's bound to just continue to repeat at this point 
Yeah, sadly. Sadly. Yeah. So many things. It's like, oh, you would think people learn their lessons and everything, but it's right. No, it's I I always say that in today's day and age, people's heads are so far up their ass, they refuse (laughs) to see the light. Right. (laughs) Yep. They think eventually they'd come out their own mouths and see it, but no. (laughs) Oh no, they're just so comfortable up there because they love getting fed shit. Like (laughs) it's now, I, I like that because I, I saw pictures of like the new look and everything. And I definitely did get like that, um like that hospital, like kind of vibe from it and stuff. Right, and it's yeah. very, even right down, right down to like the gloves and the 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 top of the shirt, um you know, has that sort of frill design to it, which made me think of like just decor that you would see in a hospital, you know, like doilies and stuff on the tables or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. right. You know, right to the very uh you know, from top to bottom, I really fleshed out the look of this character and the the look of um, any of the art we're using for the album and all that because I I wanted to convey that feeling of doom that we felt throughout the last like you know from twenty twenty to like twenty twenty two ish you know yeah um. Uh, for for the sake of the time capsule and also and again because we're not as like i said earlier like we're not as uh serious usually there's some tones that we definitely like um there's the song protect and serve on this next album and protect has three k's and it's all about the you know everything that happened with um uh, uh, george, george floyd. floyd and the situation with that and it like and not you know we always do things in a way that like like when we did banging in lord's backyard for the carney's album uh that's actually a real story that happened and that's my uh my uh losing my virginity story believe it or not (laughs) um but uh (laughs) but also it was like it was like one of those things where we always said like we don't hate religion but we don't like organized religion and we don't like corruption in the church Oh, same exactly. Thing with, yeah. You know, same thing with protect and serve. We don't hate all cops, but we hate the structure that they work for. And if they like that structure, that's even worse. You know, yep. like <laughs> if, if, if it's working against the people and especially if they take advantage of their position and their role in society. Like that is what that song is about. It's not saying, you know, there's 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 people that save lives and that's important and their their job is important. The system is flawed, and there's a lot of people that get through the through the system that are terrible people that should not have a badge and a gun. Oh yeah. You know? And so that's that's always been our thing, is like it's it's not conclusive in one like we're not radical one way or the other we we can acknowledge the fact that there is yin and yang in everything that we talk about um but so that's that's why like songs like that we we take very seriously and we want to have the gravitas that we felt through these situations and we don't want to make it lighthearted. there's songs on this album like uh the next single after pentagon approved will be social distance which I again is one of those things like it's kind of lost its relevance at this point, <laughs> but like even time capsule, w- even when it was relevant, people still don't fucking do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely! But that was that's also like the the song is a little bit of a, a pair. I feel like this album kind of goes from like 
silly lighthearted kind of stuff there's like i i can tell you right now um um first time actually releasing some of the track lists of this album to to the public oh, um shit. i feel exclusive right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Pentagon Approved is the first song. That's the new single coming out. And that's about the you know Pentagon uh, footage. Uh, there's two storyline songs. Then Social Distance, which is parody on the fact that nobody did it. Um, and so that like that whole song is basically like and it, it's it's a little bit like. It's 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 kind of both sides of the spectrum. It's like nobody did it, and it's shitty that nobody did it because like there's people that have legitimate health issues that yeah. you know like you're basically just fucking over at that point. Um, but it's also like the other side of the spectrum where people were taking it like like you couldn't go outside at all, otherwise you were going to die. Like it wasn't airborne, yeah. you know. Like and that's I think some people also on that side of the spectrum too were like so afraid to go and understandably you know nobody knew what was going on but that is sort of like now that we can look back and i don't want to say laugh about it but like kind of look at it in a way that's like holy shit that happened um <laughs> people wearing full bubble suits in right. the stores and stuff like it <laughs> right it, it definitely brought out something in humanity i yeah. feel on my, so many fronts my my favorite uh I, I'll say you know I don't want to give too much away on on the songs and stuff oh, but yeah. the the one of my favorite lines from social distance was um so in sickness or health please stay the hell away from me so it's basically it's it's basically <laughs> saying I don't care if you're sick healthy whatever just stay the hell away from me like I I don't want to I don't want to be around people. <laughs> I I relate to that. That's right. how I I was like social distance the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we go into like that murder hornets when that story broke like oh, right, I, remember? I, I I can't forget because I work in pest control. Mm -hmm. And so many customers were, "Oh my god, those murder hornets." I'm like <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm just like, geez, right? Like, not for they probably nothing. Saw like, like a common bee, and they were like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they were saying that they're like, it's the morning murder hornets. I'm like, they're cicada killers. Right. It's, they're they're not going to do anything to you. They look crazy, but they're not. Right? Are you sure? I've been in pest control ten plus years now, lady. Like, leave me alone. Like. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, like so that's basically, you know, like I said, it is a time capsule. We do go down a lot of the stuff that happened over the course of that time period. Um, and it kind of takes this dive from our usual social commentary being a little bit lighthearted and a little bit funny into like like so so murder hornets, attack of the killer Karens, uh, moderate anarchy, like stuff like that. And then it starts getting a little bit serious in the latter half of the album with Protect and Serve, uh, Clear Backpack, which is about school shootings um, and the, the, you know, the rapid rise of that. Uh, the title track, The New Normal, which is um, basically just talking about like lack of humanity for one another and kind of just like how awful we were to each other over the course of that. Um, yeah. And then, then it goes back to a little. It, it's a very, it's a weird mix because it goes back to lighthearted, and I wasn't sure if that's the way direction we should go. But I was like, I don't know where else to put these songs in the out. There's one called America Hunt. Um, 
<laughs> and then uh, after that is vaccinated with three X's, which is basically about getting the vaccine so you could fuck. <laughs> like, I, I mean, a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, like, so, yeah, so that's I, you know, I'm sorry for I'm, I'm I know I'm going on a, a huge tangent. Oh, no. Hey, it's, this is all about you and what you do and everything. So I'm all for it. It's I. I enjoy I enjoy the um the split between you know like you have your you have your fun with it but you have the seriousness with it so it's like it's like I respect the hell out of that because that's kind of like what I do with my stuff so it's like it, it's serious but also lighthearted in some ways but like when you really got to be serious it's there so like nah it's I dig the hell out of that right right now um obviously Pentagon approved uh is recorded and stuff you're doing the video uh talked about the next single when um when can people expect if you you don't have to say but uh is there a set time that they uh might be able to expect to hear this album or so pentagon approved hopefully with music video in tow will both be 20 the february 24th after that I'm hoping to have social distance done sometime in like if if we can have it released by like maybe late March, uh, early April as like the second single uh, again with like music video in tow, depending on how schedules go and all that, that would be kind of my ideal spectrum for the second song. Um, and we were like it'll also kind of line up with the turn like the line of events that happened in 2020 like it'll line up with when covid hit so that was my goal with that um like kind of the the uh, third year anniversary i guess of that yeah but um following that i gotta be honest i you know we're working feverishly on the album with jobs and you know all the other stuff that we have to do it is very difficult Oh yeah, <laughs> but since we've been working on Pentagon, we we had a we had a bit of a lull um, after a new era came out because we were kind of just sitting on that, and I don't know. I I guess we just sort of like I I don't know if it was myself or whatever. Like when we started Frightful Eve, Frightful Eve became the main thing, um, and it was like tough to get off the ground running. So like I had to spend a lot of time focusing in on that. Uh, so between the fact that we had a new era out already and then we waited a while and then I went into this thing with uh, Luna, it was like, okay, let's go back into the studio. And it was not the case of like, I could go back in the studio and just sudden inspiration and let's do this. I went back in and I was like, shit, I forget how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> So it's 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 been a little bit of a learning curve, but since Pentagon approved and since doing the video and like like stuff like this, the press run and all that, it's kind of hitting me back in the in into that position a little bit. So I'm hoping that you know I would love to have the album done and ready to go by like November of this year. Whether or not that can happen realistically, I'm not sure, but like we're we're working like hell, you know. Yeah. Like I'm 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 really it's it's most so it's more so it's less of the recording process more of the writing process i'm just uh you know when i get my my jolt of inspiration i i 
could really probably finish that album if my jolt of inspiration would happen at a reasonable hour that I wasn't working or trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, you on that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, if I, if I can get that to stay consistent and we can consistently meet uh, in the studio when we usually do, I would hope that this album will be done and ready to go November of this year uh with a uh, we we were supposed to release the new era cds and all this other stuff cassettes and all that never happened again because budget constraints and because of just like by the time that we were ready to do it it was so long after the fact we still intend to um obviously that's something that you sell more so at live shows than anything else so since we yeah. weren't doing live shows it didn't really make sense um but now that we're discussing that and we have uh, an initiated plan of how we're going to do live shows and we're kind of like going in that direction, a new era is going to probably get physical releases very soon. And then when new normal is ready to come out, I would love to do like cassettes on like a white cassette, um, you know, the CD with all the uh, the visual arts inside like the booklet and then like a vinyl with um like an all white vinyl with like a red streak through it, something like that. Yeah, you know. that'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah, so that's you know that's all in the works. That's all in the game plan. Uh, all in all up in my cranium, and uh, <laughs> we we can only hope that uh, as time goes on, if people are interested and they they listen and stream and uh, share and follow and all that stuff. With with that comes the the. Uh, supplemental income of of the streaming services so yeah. you know maybe maybe at that point uh you know i i'm i'm keeping my fingers crossed that pentagon approved is the thing because we really we put so much more into this than we did a new be all, not because we didn't care about a new era but because we learned so much more since then yeah. we really we we put like 200 into this we put 200 into the video I'm hoping that this is the thing that really takes it off to a degree that maybe I can go like and and use what we make from that to fund the rest of it and and really put 300% into the rest of it, you know? Yeah. It it, it only it only goes up from there, you know? Oh, that's, yeah. That's the goal. It sounds like you have a pretty good plan with it too and everything. So it's like between the content and everything it's with how much you're pushing and stuff, I I think that, I think that's right around the corner. So it's, it it's getting done. The work's yeah, getting the work's right. getting in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So along with music, you also have a frightful leave with your co-host Luna Reaper. So let, let's talk a little about that. Yeah. So, um, that is one of those uh several iterations like the the multiverse of reapers kind of thing um luna also shares in that part of the storyline basically it, it's essentially just a way for me to bridge all of my works together at the end of the day i feel like you know so um there was a uh, version of luna in carnies of chaos that's uh not mentioned as luna but she was supposed to like turn into it as part of the storyline um this version, um, I mean, she and I have been best friends since middle school. Um, we actually uh, dated for three months before I realized that uh, that was not my... Actually, she realized before I did. 
she was like i don't think you're straight and i was like <laughs> oh <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah so we um have always been into horror as a whole like just the everything horror alternative you know metal rock like all that stuff alice cooper actually is like one of the biggest bonding experiences for us we've seen him like so many times we always go like try to get the closest seats and stuff um and so when i ran um hollow graves haunted manor in keensburg um i brought her on board sort of like just you know she would help me out uh take tickets and stuff like that uh, it was very like a like a skeleton, like no, you know, no pun intended, but a skeleton crew when when I was running <laughs> that place. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, she she and I started the KK and Luna Reaper Instagram first, and we were working on stuff. Uh, you know, we would take pictures in the haunted house as like promo shots. We actually worked with um. Uh, our first ever professional photo shoot was with Michelle Starr, who photographs uh, Motionless and White oh, and wow. like other bands like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like it, it was a great time and it was especially great because we had the haunted house as a backdrop. So that really kind of sold everything. Yeah. And I mean, that same ha that same haunted house is also the uh, haunted house that we filmed in for the home is where the haunt is music video in Carney's. So that that honestly, like. Hollow Graves was like a big bridging point for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once we realized like that we were getting into this industry where even though we were just actors at a local haunt, a lot of people that constantly went to the amusement park knew us. Um, and so we kind of became like showrunners of the, of the haunted house. And we were like, why don't we make this like, our brand like why don't we make kk and luna reaper like the the brand thing to do when we do horror stuff together uh so it originally started out more as just like a horror blog that was like like a memory thing for us you know like it was it was like uh just a collage of things that we did during the halloween season we went to like uh fright fest and all these different horror movies that we saw and we we would write like a review like a written review on the the image but that's like the to the extent that it went. And I forget exactly where down the line I was starting to be like, you know, why don't we do this sort of like the same way you would do like a regular newscast? And I think that came from like my my experience through high school and college doing like TV production. Yeah, I was like, I really like the idea of like the teleprompter and, you know, having your um having like a script made up of like horror news and getting it to the people, even if like Fangoria exists, bloody disgusting exists, I horror exists, like all these other people, but I've never seen it done in a news format. Like as if it was like CNN, you know, yeah, like as you know, like the, the nine o'clock news or whatever. Um, and so we set it up to be horror news and reviews. So we did, um, you know, KK and Luna Reaper, Frightful Eve. Um, I, I was pitching, I think we pitched a couple of different ideas as far as names go, and Frightful Eve stuck because it was shockingly no one had it. Uh, oh, we wow. did our research and we saw that it, it didn't exist anywhere else. 
Um, and uh, it was catchy, you know, like a frightful Eve with KK with your host KK and Luna Reaper. Um, and like I, you can't see it obviously, but like I'm sitting in my room right now. The entire my I I sleep in a cemetery. Oh, my, wow. my my room is coated in the the backdrop that we have. The table that is used for the the newscast is my desk. Like <laughs> I live in I live in Halloween. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, switch. I you know I don't mind. Uh, obviously, like we hope to at one point get a bigger like like our own studio set so we can kind of expand on the idea. Um, but for now, yeah, like that's pretty much where we landed. Was we uh you know we we do the cast now from my room with all the lighting and the backdrop and all that stuff and we do three points of horror news uh each so my three points her three points and then uh the review of whatever movie we most recently saw which is Uh, where i want to talk to you okay (laughs) because i saw a trailer that got me so amped up and I, my brother and I, my brother's huge horror guy. Um, I we, feel like I already know what you're going to say. We Go knew ahead. it was going to split the horror community down the middle. Mm-hmm. And when I saw an 8 out of 10 that you guys gave Skinamarink. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> made me so happy because I am part of the majority. I've never, like... How you were saying earlier when we talked horror, like yeah, you were saying like the floor could creak and it would scare you, like before you got into like horror movies and stuff. Yeah. With horror movies, I was introduced at a very young age by my brother and all that. And like my imagination always ran wild. And like I wasn't scared of the dark, but I would totally see things in the dark. I'd hear things, all that. Skinamarink is the first movie in my close to 30 years of watching horror movies i say that like i was watching them at one year or so right but um we've been watching them since we were out of the womb it's no big deal (laughs) um that's the first and only movie that i literally almost had to walk out of the theater because it was playing all my anxiety and shit so much because like my buddy, like my introduction to jump scares was before going to school, his but his house was where the bus stop was. And he made me do this one will you die testing, left me in the dark room all alone. It popped out and all that. And ever since then, that like kind of triggers things here and there because I was like really young. And uh, that movie just I, I got I got to. I got to listen to what you guys have to fully say about it. So we won't dive too deep, but I just wanted to touch on it. Because seeing that you gave it a good score, it made me so happy. That was one of those. I honestly, we were we were torn a little bit when we when we do the reviews. Like we we've actually talked about this too because we don't have a uh, like a very solid foundation for system of rating, um, and we do want to become a little bit more accurate in how we do it. Um, you know, like just creativity acting special effects like being able to have a rundown and being the able to find like the median score based on all those things yeah um but you know so we there's a couple of movies that like and it's it's bound to happen like there's movies that we love that everyone hated and it's like we're gonna give it a good score because we loved it yeah skin of a rink was like one of those things that we left the movie theater and i was like i'm 
scared. Like I'm, I'm actually like, I I'm sweating a little, you know, yeah. like, and it was like, I remember I like shortly thereafter, I read something on one of the horror community groups that I'm a part of. That was like, I don't even consider Skinner a film. Like this can't even be considered cinematography. And I was like, dude, it's, fucking horrifying like you know despite the fact that it's 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 low budget and you don't see a lot and like you know i understand that to you like to people that look at skinnamarink and say like this can't even be classified as a movie they're looking at it as they want to see cinema yeah and that's not what skinnamarink is <laughs> it's an experience right yeah, yeah. It's... you you are uh so engulfed in what's happening not because it's a movie but because it, like the my my favorite point of that entire film and i mentioned it in the full length review whenever i do get to around back to editing that stuff like i said a lot of them are on the back burner oh so that but, one's um, not exactly out yet that one's not out yet yeah All we right. still have I, I think we have like four episodes that still have to be like put together, put together. But that's <laughs> they, again, like I said, since since we released, since we put Pentagon approved out to uh, through the distributor, and we were like February twenty fourth is the release. It's just been nonstop. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the um, um, the the my favorite part of Skinnamarink was the fact that the film grain and the the audio was so distorted and the like just the fact that the the film grain is uh layered over a lot of scenes of just total darkness and so that I'm, i'm assuming i who knows you know but i'm assuming that that film grain is probably just stock film grain that they put over the original video and it still makes you feel like you're in a dark room where your eyes are playing tricks on you. Yeah. So the entire time, like after that first or second jump scare, and then there's this long lull where there's no jump scares, you're still on the edge of your seat. Like, holy shit. Like, is that something? Yeah. Is that something? Is that like, you know, yeah. you're and- scaring, you're scaring yourself, which is uh, to me is, is uh, such an impressive thing for a horror movie to do to make you scare yourself you know yeah it's and the jump scares it's like they're so off timed like i was expecting to see um i'm drawing a blank to the little girl's name in the movie but when she's got no eyes and mouth and it just it's on the screen but then that shit gets closer it pops up closer and it's just like then there's towards the end there's just that one scene where it's the slowly rising to almost deafening piercing noise and i'm waiting for something to happen and then it just goes to the most eerie silence ever right and i'm just sitting there and i'm just like shaking my girlfriend i'm clenching her hand also she (laughs) she loved it she wasn't freaked out by it right but she was she was just laugh at she randomly goes to me she's like i want to play and i'm like shut up like, right but... I, did the, I, I did the same thing to luna and she almost beat my ass i was like uh <laughs> i forget what i what did i say um I, I was behind her in the car and i just went i did the from the trailer i was like in this house and she was in like fucking house. stop it <laughs> <laughs> and like my my nieces spent the night the other night and uh like the one she's what three years old she um 
like sometimes she randomly wakes up in the middle of the night, like hysterically crying for no reason. Still, you know, young kid. Right. She did it the other night, and it's the first time since I saw that movie. It woke me up, and I just I was huddled in my bed, scared shitless. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely. like, <laughs> I'm like, I know that's Abby. I know that's Abby, but. Jesus God, what, what the fuck? Like, right, yeah. It's, it's what, just, a, what an inopportune time for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, and like he has like so much stuff on YouTube. Kyle, uh, Kyle Edward Bell or Ball, Bell or Ball, I forget what it is. But like, yeah, yeah. there's some like short called Heck, and Matt was like, Oh, you gotta watch Heck. And like, Matt, Matt enjoyed the movie. He's like, I definitely felt uncomfortable, like with some parts. He's like, It just, yeah, that was something. He liked it. He's like, you go watch heck. I'm like, dude, I'm I I can't. I can't. I'm scared. Right, yeah. I already but, pissed my pants at fucking Skinamarink. And well, now was, you're asking me to watch another one. Like that was the thing. I had to pee during Skinamarink. Uh, I literally turned the my girlfriend and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking piss myself. I'm gonna right. piss. I'm really gonna piss. And like it was interesting though, because like in the we went to like the movie theater. I showed her the trailer. I told her, I'm like, it's supposed to be like a nightmare. Don't expect more than this trailer. I'm like, this is basically what the movie's going to be. And like, there was more to that movie than I thought there was going to be for sure. Like mm -hmm. dialogue wise. And like people say there's no story, but there's totally a story. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, in the a, I mean, the, that's what's supposed to be scary about it, too, is that you don't really know exactly what's happening. But I yeah. mean, there's, the, there's a timeline of events. It's not like it's completely incoherent. Oh, yeah. And it, it's like in the theater too was one of my buddies and his girlfriend and uh we saw them before going and he's like yeah i saw the trailer she'd even want to see it so like she she don't want to see the trailer she's just said let's go he's like so here we are so he saw the trailer but didn't know anything else about it she didn't know anything about mm. it and they were just so disappointed with it he's like oh, i could have yeah. sat he's like i could have sat and looked at my walls for an hour right. 40 minutes like <laughs> and so many people say that and like i'm just like no i'm like it's supposed to be an experience i'm like if you go into it expecting more you're gonna get less i'm like but if you go into it not expecting much i'm like you're gonna get so much more and that's probably why they did the trailer the way they did because i mean the trailer gives you absolutely nothing to work with so that's probably the reason that they went with the method that they did Oh, yeah, it was when I followed like your socials earlier and stuff and I saw the poster. I'm like, oh, my God, they saw it. And I was yeah. like, I've got I got to touch up on it a little bit because yeah. it just it made me happy seeing the score because it's I, I stay out of Internet politics, whether it's real politics or horror movie politics because or wrestling politics, because it's like everyone has their opinion and that's it. And right. Skinamarink, I've made it a point though. Anyone who makes a post saying they loved it, or I see a comment about saying someone they love it, I just comment to reassure them and give them a little yeah. I was the Feel same like you're, way. You're correct in your opinion. <laughs> yeah. I was right. like, and, and like everyone like relating it to like Blair Witch. I'm like, no, it's not like Blair Witch. Like yeah. if anything, that's like I, I wouldn't even put it on that same level, even though it is supposed to be sort of like a it has that found footage like aesthetic to it, but it's filmed a lot from third person. So it's not yeah. exactly like, you know, Blair, Blair Witch has its own 
ground to stand on. I, exactly. I can appreciate Blair Witch on the level of what it has done for horror, but oh yeah, it's yeah. classic. <laughs> right. But I, I had to touch on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I will say real quick because I don't want to I don't want to hold up any any longer than we have, but oh you're um, good. <laughs> but um two two ones that I wanted to see if you had seen and what your what your take would be on them. Uh, I'll start. I'll start with the more obscure one. All right. Uh, the mean one. The mean one. I did not get to see. We okay. almost went. They sh- they were showing it down uh, like the uh, the theater in Pomona by like Stockton College. Mm-hmm. Um, they were showing Violent Night, Deadly Night, or whatever it was called. Violent Night, I think. That that one, yeah. Violent Night with they, the, um the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, they had yeah. that and Mean One playing. And the way the showings were, we were gonna go and do a Christmas double feature, right? But just so much stuff was going on around the holidays. I didn't get to see it yet. But the fact that it's David Howard Thornton makes me definitely want to see it. And also, it just right. looked like a fun movie. I will say that it's like. You think David Howard Thornton and you're like, oh, this is going to be a gore fest. And it's not exactly like they the budget on the the gore was not there. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of CGI and it's very cheesy. But the concept overall and and David Howard Thornton as, you know, mad Grinch. Yeah, is is it's it's pretty entertaining <laughs> it looked like one of those like because i like the ridiculous entertaining cgi movies like uh like Caris hell that movie's so ridiculous but my god will i watch that like anytime <laughs> like so mean ones on the list i didn't get to see it sadly in theaters but definitely want to right and uh this is the the bigger one which is you know because david howard thornton once again but terrifier 2 Saw it in the same theater I saw Skinamarink. Nice. <laughs> I Terrifier one. I was a huge fan of. I remember seeing a picture of art. I'm like, who is this guy? I am all for this. Right. H- horror convention. I found the Blu-ray. Got home, watched it immediately. Fell in love. Terrifier two was so hyped for and all that. Was it a little long? Yes, but it was. I believe because Damien Leone like. I think he said in an interview somewhere, I, my brother like told me, he said he saw somewhere where he was saying how they made so much money from the Indiegogo that he wanted to make sure that every penny just went into this movie. Right. It's, you know, I'm interested to see where this next one goes for sure, but oh my God, that movie was like, that movie was fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah. It the kills like were just so relentless and like that's something i loved with the first one like the main character i always forget her name in the skeleton outfit um yeah. like was, tell tell me that she does not look like um nev campbell in scream she does she right? totally does i'm i'm so glad that somebody else agrees <laughs> with me on that oh yeah I, I thought i was losing my mind for a second when i first saw that movie. when i first saw terrifier one i was like wait a second <laughs> <laughs> no it's it, she totally does and like it was one of those things watching that movie i couldn't unsee it right like her death like you have all these crazy deaths and you just have her just get point blank shot in the head like unloaded like 10 clip. times yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like oh my god that's ruthless but then with this one you have him completely mut- mutilate this girl he goes, leaves her in the bed to bleed out and die, yeah. and then comes back in with rubbing bleach alcohol and, and yeah. bleach, and like <laughs> it's like it's just smiling, just dousing her with it. I'm like, 
what the fuck? I like know. it's it's just it's I'm interested to see because the story did go like a little more out there, but it's like you know, with art, there is more stuff with like um like all hollows eve and all that like you know he's a demon yeah. and stuff that's the one i i've i've been meaning to watch because i would like to just know all my details about the the lore and all that there's not too much with it like you know it's it doesn't give too much away mm-hmm. so it's like that's why i'm really interested with this one where i was like you know their dad made the was drawing him and like all this stuff and everything i'm like all right there's a story developing i'm like can it's I, there can i ask you i i don't want to like like spoil anything for anyone or like or for you in this yeah. case do you think art the clown is the dad i thought about it right I, I thought something about, about the, the whole like, oh, well, he wasn't well right before he died. And there is that weird something about a tumor or something like that. Like yeah. something about a sickness. I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it definitely like I got vibes of that. And also, too, I kind of got it. And it was like one of those things. I'm like, I kind of hope they don't go this way. It was right. like kind of like a thing that dad made. That he knew he was going to raise his kids and like have them to learn to truly fight for themselves and like their demons right. and stuff. But it's like, I, I hope it doesn't go that way because it's like, yes, I like a good horror that makes me think, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I love as we were talking about the B horror movies to straight up, just kill fest. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Beginning middle and end with all of this filler of gore. Like, right. it's, but it's, I will say, I met David Howard Thornton, and I always say it when people talk about how art's crazy and all that. I'm like, you need to meet him at a convention out of costume because he's one of the biggest sweethearts I've ever met. Well, that, uh, that was the craziest thing. I met him at, at HorrorCon, and then I met him again at, um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Kevin Smith bought the movie theater in Atlantic Highlands. And I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I know. And I wanted to go to the event so bad. Oh, you know what didn't. I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. I actually, I, <sighs> I I wish I had the camera on. I, as I was walking out, um, one of the guys who produced the film was uh, outside. He was like, I got a special surprise for like a select few of you. And of course I was like in my KK Reaper makeup. And so as I was walking out, he was like, I'm looking for true horror fans. I'm looking for, and he just makes eye contact with me. And he's like, <laughs> you. And he hands me, I have, I now have a Terrifier 2 barf bag signed oh, by all of the cast. Oh my God. <laughs> Why the fuck did I go to my work Christmas party? <laughs> Shit. Because I would have, I would have went in my Dingus the Clown get up. So it would have been perfect. Oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> Damn. I do have, um, I'll show you once we get done. I have it right over. Actually, I'll just go <laughs> edit this out. I have signed by Damian Leone and uh, David Howard Thornton, book one of the Terrifier graphic oh, novel. That's awesome. And I did make, uh, I posted it on my Instagram and stuff. That I'm not going to dig out because that'll take a little bit of time. But I 3D printed an Art the Clown mask out of resin and painted it and stuff. Oh wow! So it's, I, I'm a big terrifier guy. Like it's yeah. I, I just I, I love clowns. <laughs> that that to me, I feel like is the like 
it's it's the closest we'll have to like a Friday the Thirteenth Part Six for our generation. Like oh, that's yeah. sort of like the the massive hype of a of a slasher. You know? Yeah, it's because it came out of nowhere, and it was like the first one just got such like great reviews and all that, and gained this following. And then by the time the second one was coming out, it just heightened like tenfold. Yeah. And, and all the people, I mean, people made publicity for themselves, the freaking people throwing up and passing out. Like, yeah. it's, and that's the best thing. Cause I, I remember seeing like, uh, art posting on Facebook. I, I, my brother and I always just refer to him as art. We're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, art, see art post on yeah. Facebook. And, <laughs> you, uh, you know, you know, I'm on a personal level. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's like you just see them post like all that stuff and like with so many people like oh they're over exaggerating blah 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 and he would just be like oh well you know the thing is though it's a headline so it's getting this movie more eyes on it and like yeah it was supposed to be what a week in the box office and was in like a month or more like that's yeah Yep. fantastic for and that, that's really that's that's opened such a big door for indie horror in general yes like where i i am now seeing uh like i don't know if you know the the winnie the pooh blood and honey movie that's coming out oh i can't wait <laughs> that, yeah right <laughs> but that that is actually playing in my in the movie theater that luna and i go to regularly over by us that is like a chain movie theater and I like it's only one day, but I was like, that's insane. You know, if you don't mind me asking and Matt bleep out, bleep out where it is of uh, what movie theater, uh, the circus tent dimension. Oh, all right. I know the one you're talking about. I went to a uh, Matt. You don't have to bloop this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I we went to a uh, good burger in full bubble suits. Yeah, we saw Skinamarink and Terrifier. Same thing like. The fact that I saw those two movies and a good burger made me so damn happy. Like, right. Well, the a- AMC is actually it, AMC is definitely better about showing more indie films than uh, the other one. Like uh, Regal and uh, Cinemark are a little bit more reserved with their choices. I think. Yeah. But like I said, since since Terrifier, it's definitely been like a a, a grab all, and I think that's because one the movie theater industry was suffering so bad since the pandemic that they are literally just doing whatever they can to survive. Even if it means showing this movie in limited theaters for a limited amount of time, because it brings people like us in. Yeah. Um, And two, because of the fact that like fans are now requesting for this kind of stuff, like they, they're actually making an effort to support these horror, uh, you know, horror creators. Um, and and telling their movie theaters like we want to see it you know so it's it's crazy it's it's ever since ever since then it's been like i i can find now i can find these movies that i love in more local theaters i don't have to drive out to bumfuck middle of nowhere to find them yeah (laughs) Uh, it's it's a great time to be a horror fan for sure it's It, it, I love it. It's the fact that, as I said, the fact I saw those two movies in a theater, like I, Terrifier 2, I never thought I would see a movie of that caliber of gore in a movie theater. And like, oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the same theater I saw uh, Green Inferno in. And like that movie, is, you know, it's to see a cannibal movie in a theater. Like, yeah, that hit, Bob, like Terrifier 2 took the cake like over that right. one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, that was definitely uh, an unrated gore fest 
playing in as many movie like you know professional movie theaters as it was was like wow oh yeah you know, that's that's lightning in a bottle you don't get that you know and no joe schmo can do that <laughs> no nah. and now it's like terrifier three you know you're gonna be seeing it in the theater like for sure with the oh, success i can't wait yeah. and everything in between i'm pumped for i hope that i hope that terrifier three like i i don't know as i i can't fathom but in the same way that like when I saw Terrifier 1, I was like, how do they outdo the hacksaw scene? And then they outdid the hacksaw <laughs> scene. And I'm like, how are they going to outdo Bleach and Salt? Like, you know, and they're going <laughs> to ultimately find a way. I just hope that this becomes like, I hope that this is Damien Leone's like Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Like, I hope yeah. this is like the, you know, so, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. I can't wait. It, it's good. <laughs> You know, maybe uh, once it comes out, we'll have to. I'll I'll go in Dingus get up, and <laughs> and we could all go together. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but, all right, KK. I hate to cut it down, but we'll definitely be talking again on here. And absolutely, also, yeah. as we said off the air, I would love to have Luna on, but if I had both you on, and we could totally talk more horror and shit, and talk about the show more and everything. But for this episode, we'll start to wind it down. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go on a little thing I like to call the ego trip. Hop in the car, go to the cinema, go see a flick, get scared, see the skinnamarinky dinky dink, skinnamarinky do. I love you. <laughs> and you're just going to you're going to plug all your socials, tell people where to check out KK Reaper, where to find KK Reaper, where to find a frightful leave and just plug away. Go on Grinder. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you you can find uh, KK Reaper for the band stuff uh, if you choose to assault your ears that way um, at uh, at KK Reaper pretty much on uh, all social media. I was lucky enough to somehow manage to get that. So I don't have to put some crazy like numbers and dashes after it. <laughs> KK Reaper 16098-5324. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so KK at KK Reaper everywhere. Um link Linktree is also at KK Reaper, which attaches everything. So that 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 makes it so much more streamlined and so much easier. Oh, beautiful. Um, KKReaper.com also. Um <laughs> And if you go to my link tree or if you go to any of my socials, you'll, you know, to access the link tree, however you do it. Pentagon approved comes out February 24th. There's a Spotify pre-save link on the link tree. If you do that, it greatly helps our uh, boost and, you know, to, to get it to other people to assault their ears. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that's uh pretty much all the kk reaper stuff frightful eve is at kkn luna reaper uh for pretty much again all the all the stuff um we do a lot more on tiktok than kk reaper the band does um because luna is very savvy with that and i am an old man um <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah um you can find us there obviously the youtube channel for frightful eve is uh where we do most of our posting because that's where the show is um and uh you can follow luna uh luna reaper official and the rest of the band um tic tacs domain that's my bassist uh chaos clown penny is my keyboardist 
and um that is uh i think that's as as much as i got <laughs> oh yeah and knowing you have a link tree makes it easy because in the description i'll just pop that right in there and they can click that and follow you on everything yes they find can it find, all yeah behind we have uh our show we haven't done it in a while because obviously we've been editing a, a shit ton of shit but um uh transmissions from the studio is also on there you can see behind the scenes of us in the studio working on stuff and uh behind the scenes of the music video um you know obviously find our discography from carnies onward um and a whole bunch of other miscellaneous shenanigans that is mixed into that link tree <laughs> oh yeah I, i'm i'm gonna be hitting that thing up myself because i gotta dive into this story i'm gonna <laughs> be the you. uh i'm gonna be the uh the meme of the dude with the dry erase board behind it with all the yarn right. it wasn't Char- charlie year or whatever i'm just gonna I be feel like that myself like... sometimes <laughs> sometimes i'm sitting there with like all the kk reaper lore and i'm like shit i forgot that this existed in this part of the lore like, i like i'm trying to connect the dots myself and i'm like i don't remember what i wrote <laughs> <laughs> shit i forgot kk had that spell where for one day he went metallic right yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like some random shit that got tossed in and like you know obviously some of the band and so luna and everyone else has like their input on certain things and like they'll they'll give me some stuff and i'll completely forget and i'm like shit <laughs> i gotta put that in somehow now <laughs> Just today, real quick, just today, when we were filming some of the scenes for uh, for the music video, um, I realized as, after we had finished shooting that um, it's Tommy's outcast like headquarters where he's trying to contact KK. Behind him is the poster that's actually available on our on our merch uh, site. It's the I want to believe in KK Reaper with the ship sort of crash landing. But the huh. scene is of them actively seeing the ship crash land so i'm like how did they get that poster <laughs> well it, it could be one of those simpsons things right simpsons predicted it yeah yeah right oh my god I, my my, I, my only theory on this right now is like maybe it's just fan art because they saw something similar i don't you know like that's all i can think <laughs> Well, with other universes and stuff, but also just with how, you know, it's it's amazing how, you know, tabloids, celebrity dies. Literally that next morning, they died an hour before. They're on the front page of your newsstand. They're oh, death. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's very creepy how that shit happens and how fast they could get this printed and shipped countrywide. So, like, you know, it, it's kind of... See, that's that's where I'm gonna be investing all my time and shit like that. Oh yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm gonna think nothing of it. I'm like, that's gonna be a play on the way the world is. Right. right. <laughs> oh, I need a dry erase board. <laughs> <laughs> some pins and some yarn. Oh yeah. And as you all know, I'm Nicholas Christian. You can find me at Colt underscore Sure underscore on Instagram, Twitter, Barely, and Facebook at Terror underscore Tunes, T-O-O-N-S underscore on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok I've been posting a lot on too. It it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> once you get the hang of it. <laughs> oh yeah. And then terratunes.bandcamp.com where there's all music, merch, culture merch, terratunes merch. And uh, Terrorize Series 1, my toy line, that will be getting taken down April 30th. That's when Series 1 is done, and Series 2 will be on the way. So, 
KK, it's been a fucking honor. This was a great talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, I, I want to let's go have a couple beers. No, <laughs> talk horror movies. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. I had to cut the horror off because I will fucking motor mouth horror nonstop. Oh, it's, it's, it's great, man. I, 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 if, like I said, if we just sat down, had a couple of drinks and just shoot the shit over horror movies, we'll be there for like the next five days <laughs> yeah it, it'll be more than a couple drinks <laughs> right yeah right <laughs> we're gonna be incoherent but we're gonna get each other we're yeah. gonna be speaking the same language <laughs> <laughs> they'll just be sitting there just is that the damn skidamarink yeah, never right, came aren't the cloud yeah well we'll definitely have to sit down and talk hard sometime i'm i'm definitely up for that i'm always yeah. down for a good hard talk and hearing your thoughts on things i feel like we definitely are on the same wavelength with oh yeah majority of horror which doesn't happen often right yeah yeah but all right well everyone stick around because i said there was a treat and i'm gonna let the voice from upstairs introduce this week's musical guest hint it's kk reaper hint you're hearing a song before the public two days before i think yeah you said 24th yes <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out the 22nd we do things in advance now from the future. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. KK, thank you for joining us. And I hope you all have a good evening or day. Thank you. <laughs> all right, take care. Playing us out on this week's episode of Culture Podcast is KK Reaper with
Photography, please. 